Hello and welcome to the DeFi Daily, a 10-minute or less DeFi and crypto update. I'm Amy, here with Pat, and today is Thursday, September 9th, 2021. Well, we came back from hiatus. <laughs> the DeFi almost daily. I I was so excited to say Bitcoin was at 52000 and then the next morning, like a massive crash, and today we're sitting at 46355 I do take full responsibility. I apologize. It is it is on me. That's my bad, everybody. Bitcoin forty six three fifty five down. Well, it's up one forty five, but it's down you know eight thousand dollars from last week. Ethereum holding tight at thirty four hundred thirty four hundred twenty five, which is actually pretty good. You know, it, it bounced across four four thousand, but I like it. Uh, other tokens out there: Dash at two hundred eight, Bitcoin Cash six sixty four. Uh, some of the, you know, Zcash sitting at 138, Algorand still at 209, it didn't do. The big one that we got to start, we just got to start tracking. Uh, I don't actually have it on my, I don't have it on my dashboard is, is like literally how new it is, is Solana. I mean, Solana uh, off 8.5% today to 188, but my God, good job on you, Solana. From July, from the July price of 25 up to 200 and uh, at 188 today, what a, what a delightful run up. Wow, since September. Uh, absolutely incredible. Good times. Great. All right. So the DeFi Daily is sponsored by Bitwave. Bitwave is a digital asset management platform that does bookkeeping, accounting, tax tracking for crypto and DeFi. So if you need help figuring out the taxes you owe on staking and liquidity pools, check them out online at bitwave.io or on Twitter at Bitwave platform. And as always, Bitwave is hiring, especially blockchain engineers. So shoot an email to info at bitwave.io. All right. Up first. Well, let's talk about the recent crash. Let's talk about it. I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, it was super random. Uh, you know, by all accounts, everyone was prepared for a, a massive bull run with uh, with uh, El Salvador. You know, I, I try not to be too uh, conspiratorial on this show. <laughs> I try not to be. Every now and Every again. Every now and then. Every now and again. Especially start talking about the like the mar like the next topic we're talking about, you get real conspiratorial real quick. But honestly, I mean, this is one of those cases where like it, it's the markets, the crypto markets are small enough that individuals can still move it, or and and large entities can certainly move it. So, you know, is there a world where the powers that be? I don't know what exactly that means, uh, but the powers that be either decided maliciously or out of, out of either like anger or just uh, humor. To, to kind of poke the bear and be like, oh, El Salvador, you're about to get into uh, to crypto. Let me welcome you with a hearty, you know, 15% drop uh, on, the, on the first day. I mean, maybe it, was, uh, maybe it was nice. Maybe someone's like, hey, what if we give them a little discount? All the El Salvadorians getting into crypto today. Whatever it is, the only thing that was going on in the world, uh, the only thing that was going on in the world, like the only independent signal was, the El, was El Salvador going live on Bitcoin. You know, Coinbase had happened before. Uniswap had happened before. There was no other major thing. It was just just El Salvador. It was just one of those things. So I don't know. It, it was a super weird crash. We're already like halfway back up to it. Like it's been pretty quick getting back. So I, I don't even know what the whole point of it was. Yeah. Don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, interesting. All right. Well, you mentioned it a little bit. Coinbase. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, this is a mess, you guys. This is just a complete freaking mess. Um I am, you know, obviously we have a vested interest in, like we as Bitwave and we as DeFi practitioners, everything have a vested interest in uh, 
in in uh, in Coinbase's Lend product, I think very specifically, but the success of Coinbase as a regulated entity more generally. So the news is that the uh, the SEC sent them a Wells notice, which is essentially a it's a it's a it's a letter that says the SEC has been investigating you. They have put together testimony. They have pulled together evidence, and given everything they've, they've looked at. You are going to probably get sued, and we are, and you will probably be found guilty. Uh, this is, you know, financial civil crimes like this. This is not a criminal crime. This is a civil crime. Tend to be remember remember back to the OJ trial. You have the uh, the civil case, which is a preponderance of, of proof, not a uh, uh, not beyond a, a reasonable not, doubt. yeah beyond a reasonable doubt, right? So this is this is a, a lower burden of proof, and and honestly, I think that most people look at these Wells notices. As it's been explained to me, I'm no expert, but they look at these Wells notices as essentially you are guilty. Like you can argue, you can push back here and there, you can do a little bit of stuff here, but essentially, it, once it's gone out, you are more or less guilty. Uh, so this was specifically around a, a product that that they had not yet released. So I guess that's one nice thing the SEC did was they they gave them the Wells notice on a product they hadn't released. So if they never release the product, they don't have it. But on the other side, this is insane. I mean, it's just absolutely categorically insane. And you know. Uh, I was at the DeFi retreat in um, uh, Los Angeles this week. Great, great set of panels, great speakers. We had a, a lot of regulators there talking about this stuff. And the question that I posed to them in a, in a very polite way, definitely not, was, was essentially, you know, like take the, the set of actions we're doing, like the set of various actions we're, we're, we're executing right now, from the Uniswap investigation to the BitMEX investigation to now the Coinbase uh, Wells notice. And like... Break it down to me, which one of these were genuinely protecting consumers and which one of these are drawing lines in the sand around regulatory positions for the regulators? And and the frank answer was that all of this was regulatory positioning. It was it was basically the regulators need to need to draw lines in the sand to define what their regulatory territory is. If they don't do that, they're they're not really they kind of like they kind of they kind of cede that to the to the universe um, none of this stuff is protecting consumers. Are you kidding me? Like taking away the idea of a consumer, uh, of the ability of a consumer to uh, get 4% returns, that's not protecting consumers. It's protecting, it's protecting five times. Um, you know, and, that's, and the, my point to them when we were talking, because I, I spoke in a panel, was like, look, at, you know, if they're going to pick an action, there was the, the question from our, the panel host, which was so interesting, was like, hey, you know, don't just complain about regulators. Like, like pick something that they can do. Like, take make an affirmative statement that says, "Mr. Regular, do X, Y, Z," uh, and 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 uh, we'll suggest that to them. And my comment was like, "Look, at you know, quit quit messing around with people that where we we have very easy. If Coinbase were to defraud me, there are hundreds of different ways that I could get recompense. I could sue them. I could sue them in a class action. I could, you know, I could literally like, you know, there's criminal fraud charges, all that kind of stuff that come across it. You know, instead of going after these like people innovating and trying to push the boundaries and the their only real crime is pissing off the financial institutions. Like, why are we not, why, why are they not going hard after all of the hundreds and hundreds of scams in the DeFi world right now? I mean, there's so many scams in the DeFi world and we're sitting here going after Uniswap. There is nothing. You can take the Uniswap team. You could put them all in jail. You could shut down the company. And Uniswap is here to stay. It is not going anywhere. It is absolutely insane that they would be making regulatory action against a, you know, the company behind a protocol that will exist forever 
versus going after these, you know, either the poly guys for, you know, for their consu- anti-consumer uh, acts or like the iron, it was the iron network guys that have now had four different protocols released that have been severely hacked. Um, these are people that like, yeah, we deserve some amount of attention, not, uh, not the, not the good guys in the space. So I don't know. I, I think that this is, it is just kind of beyond the pale. It is, it is regulators drawing lines in the sand for themselves, not helping any consumers in any way. That's not what regulators care about. Like we, America's become such a rent seeking country. Like we're beyond the point where regulators actually want to help people and they just want to control their, control their fiefdom. <laughs> All right. Well, Gosh, that was not a that was not conspiratorial, by the way. That was maybe perhaps Chomsky esque, but not conspiratorial. <laughs> Let's land on a, a good note. So, <laughs> <laughs> DeFi Wallet MetaMask has over 10 million monthly active users. Good for them. Oh, that's amazing. We this is actually it was actually a major talking point at the the conference. The the retreat uh, was the the number of people using DeFi. I mean, it was super interesting because it was really a you know no one really knew the answer. B there was like wild numbers thrown out from someone said 50% of all American households, which I think is not right. Someone said 10% of American households, which I also think is not right. Someone said 50% of millennials. I think the number, but like we're reasonably, it was like, I think the actual survey that I saw was 50% of millennials plan on buying crypto. And it was something like 20 to 30% millennials own, own some sort of crypto exposure. Um, so the, but the interesting part of this, so 10 million monthly actives from MetaMask, and the number that I've heard for monthly actives of all of crypto and DeFi is 200 million. That, that it would be, I mean, A, I don't know if those numbers are accurate. Like, it's really hard to say. It is so hard to actually, uh, to iterate out the, the size of the DeFi market because obviously, obviously addresses are not people. Um, so that's already kind of like a tricky part of all of this. But then actually the next piece of that to say, like, if, let's say that's true. Let's say there's 100 million people using crypto. If, 10% of them are using one wallet. That's actually spectacular. Like good for MetaMask. That is absolutely amazing. So cheers to those guys. Really, really, really cool. Um, uh, just, you know, great team over there. Great product. They really hold on to their values and their beliefs. And I think that that just, it's it's what crypto should be. You know, it's an open source product that, uh, that's kind of changed recently, but it's a, you know, it still is a open product that wants to just do good. And they found ways to kind of like intelligently make money. Like you compared to like Google where like, Instead of like charging for the search engine, they figured out a way to like make money in a way that benefits the consumers. That's what MetaMask has done with uh, with their trading platform. So, cheers to them! Uh, I drink some champagne in your honor. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you as always for listening to the DeFi Daily. Awesome! Thank you so much. Have a good one.